You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Be sure to check out BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Once again, I know the Razorback baseball team did. And it is amazing that we have finally arrived to the end of the regular season. But what a way to end it as they sweep the Florida Gators at home, winning every single SEC series 10 for 10 throughout the entire year. Just a phenomenal regular season. You finish with the number one ranking. You finish with the outright SEC title. Uh, You also finish with the fact that Dave Van Horn won coach of the year. Kevin Copps won pitcher of the year. Uh, A lot of accolades on the first team and second team All-SEC team, as well as the newcomers, as well as the freshmen, as well as the defensive team. I mean, it it just goes on and on and on. And it's just been such an awesome regular season that has finally come to an end. But here's the thing, though, folks. As great as it is and as awesome as it is, and you have every right to be excited, now is when the money is made. Now is when it gets serious. You did your job. You did your job in the regular season by just balling out, having one of the most difficult schedules in all of college baseball. You took care of business. You won in different ways. You got down behind early, and you came back and won. You lost game one in in an SEC series, but you came back and won the series in general. Like You've done everything you were supposed to do, but now it becomes serious. Now, the SEC tournament is going to be going on this week, which, by the way, I'm going to be down there covering, and then I'm going to go on vacation, so I'm going to be – uh, kind of MIA for a little bit when it comes to uh, the podcast itself. But still, I'll try to put out as much stuff as I can. But you got the SEC tournament coming up this week. And it's going to be down in Hoover. And it's going to be exciting to see what happens. Exciting to see how it all goes. See how much fun it ends up being. Or whatever it may be. Um, but it's not a big deal if you lose it. It's not really even a big deal if you win it. I guess it'd be nice be nice for you know something you can hold your hat on or whatever, but still, it's not, not the biggest deal in the world. But after that is when you have the regionals, the super regionals, which Arkansas, they're going to be the number one seed no matter what happens. And they're going to be hosting both, and then you have the College World Series. It becomes where this is your time to actually show that you are legit, that you are good, that you are the number one team in the country. Because it's now at the point to seeing how Arkansas is just dominated for the most part. That if they don't win, it's a massive failure, in my opinion. If they don't win at all, it's a failure. Now, when I say it's a failure, I'm not saying that coaches need to be fired. I'm not saying Dave Van Horn needs to be on the hot seat. I'm not saying that players uh, were failures individually. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that since the expectation has been set forth by this team in the way that they've played and who they've played and how they've won, it's become where the expectation is win it all or bust. I think Dave Van Horn and the players would even agree with that. They've showcased their abilities in the regular season by winning 42 games and only losing 10. 
They showcase their abilities by winning the toughest conference outright in all the country, winning the division outright, and playing every team that's worth a flip in this conference besides Vanderbilt probably, but winning all of those. Like You've showcased exactly how good you are. You've showcased to the world just how impressive you can be when you're kidding on all cylinders. Now it's time to actually follow through and execute the plan, and that is to win it all. It's amazing that we've arrived at this point. This week will be good just to kind of get an idea of you know, who you want to use in conference play, who you want to get out there and, and get some get some pitching, because it looks like Peyton Paulette's going to be out for the year. I don't know that confirmed, but it just kind of was a speculation type thing. You're going to know exactly what you're going to be looking at as far as who's doing what. And it's a good thing to get some pitchers out there and get them warmed up and keep them active and keep them fresh. But uh, you're also not going to go all in, balls deep on something like this either. So uh, I kind of hope for the sake that they don't because I want to go on vacation quicker than (laughs) – the quicker they lose, the quicker I can go on vacation. But that's selfish of me. But either way, nothing really to take from the SEC. Just kind of enjoy this as an extra little bonus tournament, if you will. That's the way I would look at it. But – It's great. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. It starts now, and we're going to talk more with Dudley Dawson of HolexSports.com about it here in just a segment. First, got to tell you about Lucy Nicotine and how it's a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers who are looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternative that doesn't actually suck. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy Nicotine gum or lozenges, which is basically like cough drops. If this is a real deal, and a subscription of Lucy comes directly to your door each month, and it's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. They come with gums and and cough drops that are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. And for all you Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code Locked on college. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, let's just start with the Arkansas Razorbacks sweeping Florida. You know, Dudley, uh, you you covered, I've covered Arkansas a long time, and uh, we know that we've been going through this whole COVID thing for a long time and didn't get to see fans in the stands, but it's hard to find, if you're a Razorback fan, a more fun and exciting weekend then not only having 11,000-plus there every night, not only having a walk-off victory to win the SEC regular season title, but the fact that you swept the Florida Gators, uh, I mean, it'd be hard-pressed to find a better weekend for Razorback baseball than what we saw this past weekend. Yeah, and obviously Florida was the number one team in the preseason, almost unanimous in all the polls. Uh, Vanderbilt was obviously there as well, but uh, – you know, I think Phil Elson, the Arkansas baseball announcer, called it right when uh, after Charlie Wells' pinch hit that uh, won it there, it turned into an insane asylum at Bomb Stadium. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, I know it was tough for uh, Kevin Sullivan, Sullivan, the Florida coach. 
he had to do his post-game interview with fireworks going off, and it's bad <laughs> enough to, to lose a game like that, but with fireworks going off in the back, you know, it was tough. But he did a really good job of complimenting Arkansas, and I don't think there's anybody who can't compliment Arkansas after the year they've had and how consistent they, they've been from day one and uh, down there in uh, you know, in the, the Texas tournament they played in have just been real consistent from day one. Impressive weekend altogether, Dudley, coming away with a series sweep. What kind of stood out to you from the games altogether? Well, you know, I think that uh, it's hard uh, not to be uh, talk about Kevin Copps all the time, and certainly, you know, he had his moments as well. But I'm telling you what, Caden Monk came in in that, in that second game and really – I did did great in terms of, uh, of keeping it where it was at, allowing Arkansas to, to get back in the game and and uh, win it there at the end. So, you know, I'm not sure he gets enough credit. So, you know, well, Cops gets a lot. So, Cade Monk was, you know, a guy that uh, that I thought really did good. Obviously, Patrick, Patrick Wicklander and and Arkansas. Just again, I've talked about this before, and the football program has been down. We think it's going to, you know, be revitalized now, but. Arkansas, for so many years in different uh, sports, found ways to lose games, new and inventive and creative ways to lose games. This baseball team, uh, from the start of the season, has found incredible ways to win one. Uh, yes, cops is seemingly always a factor in it, but these hitters, from one to nine, all all of them, and, and obviously they've you know had the, some platoon guys as well, have just come up big big time in big-time games late in the games, and it's almost as if uh, when they get to the seventh inning and they're behind, you're thinking, nah, they'll figure out a way. Yeah, I mean, it's just been crazy, almost like the opposite, which you don't want to jinx it or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, Dudley, the fact that Arkansas won every single SEC series this year, and, of course, Dave Van Horn wins Coach of the Year, and we uh, saw Kevin Cox win Pitcher of the Year, which we'll talk about as well, but – I don't think anybody saw this coming. Like, yeah, we all knew Arkansas was going to be a good team and a team that could compete in the College World Series, but none of us saw the dominance that Arkansas was able to put forth this year, not only winning every SEC series, but doing it with the number one strength of schedule. I mean, I know that there's still a lot to be left done in the postseason, but it's really hard to put emphasis on just how incredible this regular season was for Arkansas. Yeah, there are many reasons I don't bet uh, but one of them is you just can can be wrong in so many ways. I thought at the start of the year that that Arkansas might finish third or fourth in the in the SEC West, much not you know certainly not win it all. And uh, they just kept doing it throughout the season. There were a couple of wobbling points, but they would rebound the next day. The fact that they were, uh, I believe, it's. Uh, Set a six and zero in games when they were in conference play, tied one one going into the deciding third game. They were six and zero in those games, and that shows you what they needed to do. And let's be honest, the pitching outside of cops and in the back of that bullpen at the start has been, you know, getting enough innings has has been, you know, a deal. If they got you know seven innings from each of these starters, think how good they would be. I don't know if there's a one plus, but. Uh, uh, certainly, again, it just—it's an incredible job by three guys, Dave Van Horn and his two assistants. That uh, really, uh, Nate Thompson and Matt Hobbs, the pitching coach, who have all done something that has been allowed this team to put put them over the top. 
Speaking about that pitching, what kind of differences, if any, do you expect to see in the SEC tournament? Well, I suspect that we will. He's talked a little bit about this. I suspect uh, we'll see some of the frontline guys, but not as, as many innings. Uh, and and while they're going down to try to win it, they're not going to go all out to try to win it. You're not going to throw cops uh, too many innings. Uh, you're you're going to get some other guys some innings because you're going to need them as you get into the regional and super regional. So while it is, uh, it would be great to win an SEC tournament, uh, you know, and if, if, they, if the cards fall right, that's fine. But Arkansas has secured that number one national seed. They could go down and lose two in Hoover this week, and it wouldn't matter. So I think they'll play it very smart, uh, which suspect we'll see Jackson Wiggins some more, Connor Nolan some more, Heston Toll some more than we have, because those are three guys that you need to add to the mix. And if you could, that makes them that much stronger in the regionals and po- potential super regionals. I know we haven't heard officially, but it certainly did not look good for Peyton Paulette uh, with the with the injury that he had to be taken out against Florida. Uh, just assuming that he will not be available for postseason play, obviously we know there's a lot of options there, but who do you think Dave Van Horn tries to go with to see if, uh, if they can get uh, a second-day starter to replace Peyton Paulette? Well, you know, he has tried Caleb Bolden a couple of times, and I think Caden has pitched in, uh, is started in eight games over the deal, so you would think he would try to go with him a little bit. I know that they love Jackson Wiggins' stuff. Uh, you know, what kind of role is he going to have? Are we going to suddenly have uh, some of this Tampa-based stuff where you have a starter that gets you to the middle and all that? Uh, that is not what Arkansas has intended to do, but has been outside of Wicklander and Lyle Lockhart for a uh, you know, for some, and I think Lockhart will be, you know, it's going to be what guy you count on. Obviously, Patrick Wicklander is. And then they may bullpen or just hit and miss the any third and fourth games that they might have to play in a, in a regional. Uh, obviously, you only play three in the super regional. So, uh, you know, that'll be just like a weekend. But again, I think that uh, they've got plenty of arms. Uh, you, you, you saw the roles he had them in for the regular season. I think they'll change a little bit this week, change a little bit for the Super Regional. But if Arkansas goes out and does what it needs to do offensively, then they will be able to to go through the Regional without having to have too many innings from too many people. The SEC Baseball Awards were announced. Are you satisfied with what came out of that? Coach Dave Van Horn, Coach of the Year. You got Kevin Copps as the Pitcher of the Year, and then Several Razorbacks on the first and second team, and then all freshman teams. So, are you happy with the way it all shook out? Well, I'm a little. Uh, uh, are we sure that these are the SEC awards? Because there was not one co uh, <laughs> on that, you know, on that team. They they picked one person for each position, you know, which I, I thought was really cool, you know. And uh, but no, I'm not surprised. I think. Tennessee's people, uh, my good friend, Russ Rucker, who's over there, uh, covers Tennessee. He put out a a tweet about how he thought uh, Tony Vitello would be the uh, SEC manager of the year and a very easy decision. Well, you know, again, Tony and his team have had a great season. They ended up winning the East when Vanderbilt faltered in the last game. But 10 straight uh, weeks of uh, winning series, Winning it, being the number one team for vast majority of the season, uh, Dave Van Horn deserved it, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't co it. But 
I think that that, that was the right decision. The only the couple of decisions that I, I thought were curious was Brady Slavin's not being on either the first or second team, even though he's one of the three guys up for the Dick Hauser Award from Arkansas. He was on the first and second team, and I understand Will Frizzell had a great year at Texas A&M, but uh, LSU's first baseman got the second uh, uh, second uh, team nod, and I thought Slavin should have been there. And also, you, you look at uh, uh, you know different. Christian Franklin has had big hits and big home runs, and he's the second team outfielder. Little question on that because again, he's one of the three guys up for the National Player of the Year. How can you be up for the National Player of the Year if you're not first team all conference? As far as your friend and his argument for Tony Vitello, what is his argument? Why does he say he deserved manager or you know, coach of the year? Because Tennessee came from uh, where uh, you know a program that was not very good has been improved and they won the East this year. Uh, and there certainly is some validity that we see this all the time. Uh, like Nick Saban doesn't win the SEC Coach of the Year many years when you know he was he he did the job. Uh, Bill Parcells, same thing. Uh, you know, media coaches like to reward people who bring their team farther than many thought it should be. But again, it, it, at some point, you've got to say to the winners go the spools and. Because of the Sunday ball game that Arkansas won at Tennessee, they won the overall thing. Uh, Tennessee, you know, didn't have a chance to, to catch up with them. So I, I think they got it right. But and I also think that, uh, you, you know, you, uh, you appeal to your fan base, it looks like to me, every once in a while. We'll continue our discussion with Dudley Dawson here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Because I honestly, I haven't found one that I like more than the others. And also haven't found one that's not good. Like they're incredible all around. And they have nine delicious flavors. And so be sure to check them out over at BuiltBar.com and see exactly all the flavors that they have. Because you want to stay healthy, you want to stay active, you want to have something that's convenient. And it's a great snack that, you know, is really high in protein and fiber, but low in calories and low in sugars. This is what you need. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, you can't take anything away from what Vitello has done, but my, my whole argument is, you know, some things you just got to look at it in a simplistic manner and just say, okay, Dave Van Horn did something that only one other team has done in SEC history, and that's win all 10 SEC series. Like, that, that's just unheard of. And not to mention the fact he did it with having the number one toughest schedule in all of college baseball. I, I get the argument I get sometimes, but, you know, some things I'm just like, man, it, it's too obvious not to give it to Dave Van Horn this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's just like with my wife, Petra, the thing is I'm glad she just kind of settled for a simple thing. Yes, I'm not good looking. Yes, I'm not <laughs> body built up. But, but doggone it, I'm funny as all get out. And I think that, you know, that makes for a good life as well. Well, well, Dudley, I do want to shift gears a, a little bit with you because we got a few other things we want to bring up. Uh, but we, we were talking about Phil Mickelson and, and the fact that uh, – It's my guy. It's yeah, my I, guy. I know he is. And the fact that he wins the PGA and is the oldest player to, to ever win a major. I mean, I think that it's it's a cool story no matter what, but this may be the year of the old man a little bit. you got Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl. you got Phil Mickelson out there doing his thing. It's You know, it just shows you that age is just a number when it comes to uh, athletics, right? 
Yeah, I, I'm down with that. Uh, and certainly I enjoyed watching him over the weekend. As usual, there were some thrills and spills. Uh, I, I do think it's interesting. Both he and I can uh, hit a driver 366 yards. Of course, I hit mine three times to get it that far. <laughs> uh, you know, and he had, he had his big 366-yard drive there on Sunday that, uh, you know, and I give him a lot of credit. Uh, you know, there's certainly some criticism that can be put there. He's he's uh, dealt with some some challenges. Uh, obviously, one of my things I like about him is we both use Enbrel for psoriatic arthritis, so he's my brother in Enbrel. But he has taken a lot of the failures and turned them into positives. And I think that's a, you know, I think that's a winning philosophy. No matter what you're doing in life, whether you're playing golf or riding sports or whatever. The uh, you know you can't get too high, you can't get too low, and and if if you do it that way, then amazingly at 50 you can win a golf tournament and uh, get lots and lots and lots of money. Dudley, what did you think about the situation with the crowd, where it was almost like Phil couldn't get through the crowd at the end, the, the last couple of holes, to be able to to go on to win the golf tournament? It, it was almost a hindrance for him to just walk the course. Yeah, two things on that. Number one, just watching on TV, it was thrilling and fun and all that. But if I was Phil Milkison or Brooks Kepka, I would have been upset that uh, there wasn't better security in that. Uh, I mean, you've got to take care of those guys. Brooks Kepka, you know, a lot of people don't like him, but his knee got bumped and he, you know, he is wondrous that he got, was able to play four rounds and all that and play the way he did. But I, there, there should never be. Even though I, I love to play golf and, and don't follow the uh, you know the standard protocol a lot, there should never be a time when the players are in danger. And I thought there was a chance for that uh, yesterday. Yeah, and it was just I know that uh, you know that was a scary moment, but we were also saying Dudley just the Razorback game with over eleven thousand people there at that, and then the seeing the PGA where you had fans there. It, it's just so amazing to have fans at sporting events. I know there have been elsewhere, but it just seems like we're really to the point, especially this past weekend, where it, it, it's back. Like having spectators, having fans, having energy, having atmosphere, it's actually back at sporting events, and it's just so good. Yeah, this is a guy. I'm a guy who stayed up in the middle of the night watching Korean baseball uh, last year just to be able to to have sports going on. But it's this canned music and – and canned fan noise has been tough, and it's. Gl I'm glad to hear the ebb and flow of a real crowd again at, the, at these sporting events. Well, another sporting event that's going on right now, NBA playoffs, and, uh, of course, we talk about the Boston Celtics when we talk to you, Dudley, but just your overall perspective, uh, how did you see the weekend shake out, and what do you see going forward? Who, who are you picking to win this whole thing? Well, the... Uh, I find it hard to believe that Brooklyn won't come out of the East. Now, Philadelphia with Embiid has, uh, you know, certainly has had a great year as well. But uh, it seems to me that two of the three can have bad games in Brooklyn, and they still can win games. So so I'm picking Brooklyn to come out of the East, although I'll give Philadelphia a nod. I, I hope that the Celtics can win one game, but, but uh, you know, in this mix. But we're going to have to do some uh, retooling with the you know, front office and roster and all that. As far as the West, you know, I kind of figured that uh, uh, Utah and, and the Lakers would probably be two of the top teams. Utah's in trouble with uh, Memphis already. The Lakers lost. So I'm not so sure that Phoenix doesn't come out of the West. And uh, that would be fun. I know that uh, I, 
Uh, if Otis Kirk is listening to this, the noted <laughs> Lakers fan, he's uh, throwing stuff. But, uh, you know, injuries throughout the year and cohesiveness playing is, is tough. They've got the two best players on the floor most nights, but both of those guys have to play great because there's not enough playoff-tested uh, guys around those two if they play bad. Well, here's the thing, though, Dudley. You, you should feel better, though, because for your Celtics – uh, Tristan Thompson has come out and says that he has confidence that they can still best the the Brooklyn Nets in, in the rest of the playoffs and in this series. So you should have some confidence because Tristan Thompson said so. The uh, Tristan Thompson has made some. Uh, uh, let's see what the word I want to use here: stupid or intriguing decisions in his life, and uh, I think this was one that he should just be quiet. Now he's ensured we're going to be by, get beat by thirty instead of twenty. Uh, he has not played well this year, and, and uh, you know, goodness gracious, we should have taken Miles Turner in that trade for Gordon Hayward. But, hey, you know, it's, it's you know, I've still got 17, 17 world championships there. There you so go. We'll, we'll <laughs> go next year. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.